Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism, and the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believed the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? All right. Good morning. Thanks for joining in today. We're back again for another episode of the Canceled Preacher podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, keep in mind, remember, we are on. Uh, we go live now on Facebook, uh, usually on Tuesdays, so you can catch the video there, and uh, you can hear what we're going to talk about six days early, um, but uh, jump on there if you'd like to, or that's the Canceled Preacher Facebook page, um, and uh, today we're going to be talking about um, uh, justice, and Jack Howells wrote a book on justice, He did, and uh, really broke down uh, very well. Uh, w- w- broke down very well how to make judgments. Or yes, really I was there when he taught on it, actually. And then, of course, he would teach on Wednesday nights, and he would normally teach on subjects, and then uh, he'd, he'd put it all together into a book. I oh, was okay. there when he did prayer, okay. Holy Spirit, um, uh, salvation is more than being saved, and then justice and several other ones. Yeah, an excellent book. And I got to tell you, I learned so much from that book. But I want to say this. One of the things that he was, you know, he was popular for saying, at least I remember him saying, that he doesn't believe in condemnation by accusation or insinuation or association. Just because somebody is with somebody does not mean they are as guilty. Now, they may be an accomplice to the crime, but just because of that, or somebody insinuates, or an accusation, and of course, that's a rumor, you know, and... um, when I was a child in the Wesleyan Church, I remember the preacher giving an illustration that really opened my eyes even before I'd read or even went to college and, and heard Brother Hiles speak on this. And that was, he said, you have to be careful about making a judgment call. He says, what may seem to you to be wrong may be right for the person that you are you know, looking at. And then he used an example of a bar. He said, just because you see me in a bar does not mean that that gives you the right to jump to conclusions. And just because you see me in a bar does not mean that um, I'm drinking. And um, I remember him teaching this, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I guess I was about maybe 10 or 11 years of age. And, and he says, you know, and even if you see me drinking, he said, that doesn't mean that I'm drinking alcohol. He says, and if you see me sitting down drinking and talking to somebody on the other side of a bench, you're seeing it through a window. He says, that doesn't mean that I'm cursing or anything like that. He say, I, I may be witnessing drinking water. Now, that may not be wise, but to jump to conclusions and just say, well, there he is. You know, he's keeping company with, you know, alcoholics and going to a bar. And dr- I saw him drinking in a bar. But um, and of course, that's what the Bible teaches. You know, a lot of folks will say, well, judge, don't judge. But it seems like the same people that say that will turn that around. I think we have to be consistent in our application of Scripture and on principles. Well, you know, speaking of that, uh, Matthew, what is that? Matthew chapter 7, where it says, judge not that you be not judged. 
Uh, you preached a great sermon on that, and you want to give a maybe you give a real quick just a synopsis of that. But you remember you talked about by um, you turned the whole thing around uh, to these people that would want to say don't judge, and you said, well, God has already made a judgment on these things, and then for you to kind of change what God has said or to tell me that I shouldn't apply the apply the Bible here, you're the one guilty of judging because now you have taken God's role and now determine this to be not so bad or not bad. You know, uh, a lot of times people will throw that in the face of a Christian, you know, say, you know, well, alcohol, drinking, drinking alcohol is wrong, and then they'll say, well, don't judge. Well, you're judging. You have now taken God's, uh, God's uh, uh, role as judge of whether or not alcohol is wrong, and you are now wearing it. You're now uh, usurping that authority, so to speak. Boy, that's so true, isn't it? Yes. Well, and also... James, and I want to go this route because of um, gossip, slander, libel, things of that nature. You know, the Bible says in James chapter four, speak not evil one of another. And I've noticed this, like if we're in a conversation, I'm talking to you and I'll say, well, you know, you know, alcohol is wrong. And then people automatically get offend, offended by that. And it's like, well, don't judge me. Just like you, you said. But, hey, I'm not judging you. You are being the judge now. You're turning it all around. But what I believe that is is a conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. You know, um, God is telling you that it's wrong. That That's the witness of God. And you're absolutely right. More people sin, I think, with their lips than to do anything else. You know, if we would just learn to control our tongue. You know, it's on that point, um, Proverbs uh, is over. It's, it's like prevalent with references to the mouth and the tongue and it says incredible statements like um you'll be satisfied with fruit from your mouth and yes. uh, the you know violence cover at the mouth of the wicked and all kinds of things about the mouth um and you know proverbs is practical 101 christianity this is how you do it yes um but it's it's just honestly it might be surprising to some but it is very emph- you know em- emphasizes very much what you say Yes, it does. Uh, yeah, and and James says the same thing. If you can control your tongue, you, 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 yes. you've, you've won the battle. Well, more damage has been done with the tongue than perhaps anything else, and more hurt feelings, and more maybe church splits than, than anything else. Saying something. See, here's the thing. One person may say one thing, but another person hears something else. And what the problem is, then that person that's listening, they interpret it. Well, this is what you said. This is what you meant. And then they add their interpretation when they say so-and-so said. Yeah. But when it gets back to the original person, say, I never said that at all, you know. And um, many, you know, a lot of pride, a lot of people with pride, many pride themselves in telling the truth. But I want to say that just because it's the truth does not mean that it should be said. You should should park there for a while. That is so true. The Bible says, you um, you know, a person that covereth a transgression seeketh love, you know. Now, let me say, again, if it's a crime, you need to report it to the proper authorities. I remember hearing years ago a preacher say this. If you're not part of the problem or solution, then you've got no business telling it to people who cannot do anything about it. Right. You know, and regarding crime, crime should be reported to the proper authorities. And I know at our church we teach this, and I taught this for years and years and years. Um Children, you need to go to your parents. Children, if it's a crime, your parents, parents, you need to call the police um, immediate. We're not talking about that. We're, uh, what we're talking about is, at this section of the podcast anyway, is just just because you heard it does not mean that it's true. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how many times I've said this, but it seems hard for people to understand this. Just because you heard it, all you know is what you heard. That's all you know. You're not a witness, you know. Um, I've often said, if Joe tells me he saw Jim beating his wife, I don't know that Jim beat his wife. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I didn't need Joe to tell me that. Um, all I know is that Joe told me that Jim beats his wife. That's all I know. And so that really just becomes a rumor. That's unsubstantiated, yeah. you know, and uh, that's insinuation and just accusation. And it's a dangerous road that we're going now down now, especially with the Democrats believe all women, you know, and grouping a whole group of people together because of the actions of a few. Right. I'll even go so far as to say the actions of most just because most, you know, you know, one group. Just because they see things a certain way does not mean everybody does. Right. You know, like for um, African-Americans, for example, just because the bulk of them vote Democrat does not mean they're all Democrat. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And it is wrong for us to prejudice and stereotype and categorize a whole group of people for the actions of some or even most because we're individuals by God, you know, um, but anyway, gossip is a sin, slander, all of that is a sin. And I think the wisest thing to do is just simply say, you know, um, in defense of the truth and not, and not for spite, not to try to destroy anybody. Because we don't know, somebody may have gotten right with God. Somebody may have gotten saved in the meantime, you know. And so Paul says, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. Now, here's the sad thing. I just want to say this. Most people will listen to a podcast just long enough to find out where we're going. And then we'll turn it off and say, well, you know, they're, they're crazy, they're ungodly, they're false prophets. But listen to what I'm saying. First Corinthians chapter number five. He said, it's commonly reported, you know, that there's fornication among you. Now, he did not just say, well, I don't believe it. In fact, Paul says, I partly believe it. But he didn't name any names. You know, he just simply said that one would have his father's wife. Now, he's narrowing it down. Yeah. But he's still not naming names. And anybody that is not having his father's wife should not be upset about that. Yeah. But it's the sin that is a wrong. Right. You know, and the person that would get defensive about that, they're indicting themselves just by just by taking that personally. Is that so true? Yes. Well, anyway, you know, First Corinthians chapter 11 says if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. In other words, judgment begins home, right yeah. in our own heart. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's, I think when we hear the word of God, when we hear truth, we just need to accept it. Hey, this is the truth. This is the word of God. And just come in line with the word of God rather than try to change the word of God. I've noticed this. A lot of this, you know, grace community churches and focusing on grace and, and liberty in Christ, I've noticed that they will say quite often, well, don't judge, don't judge. Right. But all, I'm just a mailman. I'm telling you what the judge said. Right. It was God that said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Right. Now, it, you're, to throw that back on me and say I'm judging, I'm not judging. All I'm doing is telling you what the judge said. Amen. 
And um, yeah, that's that's such a great point on this because a lot of times people don't know how to answer that when someone you know throws that in their face and says, "Judge not," um, and they're kind of intimidated by that, um, you know, kind of using our Bible against us. Right. But uh, if you understand, you know, like you just said, I'm telling you what the judge said, and to change that, you've now made yourself the judge. Right. And oftentimes you're trying to deflect your own guilt. You know, for example, um, I've we've had hate mail. And uh, people said, I had one guy say, you know, you know, you independent Baptist, you know, you're all just built on, you know, you know, you know, men and false prophets. And I reported back. I, I wrote back. I said, amen. I said, and he said it should come down. The whole thing should just, you know, just be destroyed. Said, amen. If it's built on men, if it's built on false gospel, may it come down. And amen. the sooner the better. Right. You know, because it ought to be about what is right. What did God say? Bottom line. Yes. And let's not add our two cents. Now, there's a lot in the Bible where it does say judge not, but also it says judge righteous judgment. Right. Also, Paul said, judge what I say. There's a book of judges in the Bible. The Bible even goes so far to say that we will judge angels. And then in a few verses right after that, it says, if they, if then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your cha- shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. So uh, the Bible is full of teaching about judging. Right. You know, and we have to make judgment calls every day. Yeah. Um, and the Bible says that we ought to judge and be able to discern between what is right and what's wrong and between the finer points of the law. And to make judgment calls as far as applying the truth to our lives, it goes on and on like that. Yeah. So um, the the problem here is like like so often Satan has gotten us uh, distracted. We make judgments in all the wrong places, and we we shun the responsibility, we shirk the responsibility to make judgments where God has called us to do That's so. So true. Like you preach with you know. Um, Past, last June and May of, on the home and fathers are absentee in the home and that's the one place God wants you to to make judgment calls yeah, yeah. he wants you to be in charge there but instead we're busy making judgment calls about everything else um, all, every rumor that that comes to our ears we decide guilt based upon what's said um, but then we don't make judgment calls where we're supposed to yes just because it's said does not mean that it's true and, you know, when Jesus said, you know, judge righteous judgment, John chapter 7, verse number 24, judge righteous judgment, what he was saying, judge according to the guidelines laid down in the word of God, you know, and a judgment is a final call, you know, and um, so what he's saying is don't judge by appearance, don't judge by accusations. There were a lot of people in it. If, if it's true, just because somebody says it's true, then Jesus was guilty. Right. You know, and so many, so many others are guilty. For example, when Hannah prayed, you know, it looked to Eli like she was drunken. And so he took what, what appeared to be to him a drunken woman, but she was not drunken, you know? And so appearance does not mean that a person is guilty just because it looks that way. And, um, you know, when Samson asked for a Philistine daughter to wife, if you remember that, they didn't know that it was of the Lord. That's what the scriptures say. Right. It was of the Lord that he sought occasion against the Philistines. Now, 
That's what the Bible says. Right. You know, and um, and even even when a person is is guilty, that doesn't mean we need to crucify them. If you remember in the Christmas story, the Bible says Joseph, when he heard that Mary was pregnant, he wanted to put her away privily, not willing to make her a public example. You know, well, what a lot of people would say, well, that's it. Make her pay, you know, but if it was true, she would answer to God. But of course, it wasn't true. And what other explanation could Joseph have come up? Here it is. She's pregnant. Right. You know, but the scriptures say while he thought on these things. So he was he was thoughtful and he wanted to think of a way. Well, I can't marry this woman now because as far as I know, you know, this is you know, she has been unfaithful. But in that time, before he just shot from the hip, before he just, you, you know, just, you know, just made this quick judgment call, that's it, and, um, you know, make a decision that he would certainly have regretted. Yeah. You know, because in God's eyes, they were already married. So they have taken a legitimate divorce. You know, a betrothal was a marriage. The Bible says that, you know, he was, you know, that was his, Mary was his wife. Um, and she was, uh, he was her husband. And so anyway, but while he thought on these things, the scriptures say the Lord revealed to him more truth. And so you've just got it. First reports are not always reliable reports. The Bible says that if you answer a matter before you hear it, well, it's a, you're foolish. And a lot of people will, they've said to me, well, have you talked to so-and-so about it? Well, I don't need to because I'm not accusing anybody. Right. You know, um, I, I'm kind of like with, like with Paul. Hey, I hear some things are going on, you know. Um, well, if you're going to narrow it down to you, that's on you. Right. Right. And um, well, Paul narrowed it down to one would have his father's wife. One, not many, one. And um, and he says, I partly believe it. And I'll tell you why Paul partly believed it, because Paul understood human nature that we are sinful very sinful and if we can get away with things we're going to get away with things that's right. what's so sad um with all the uh, um, allegations of assault and abuse you know certainly people are going to take advantage of people people rob from people people rape people right um people are going to abuse people and it's always the um the strong that take advantage of the weak right right it's always the wealthy that take advantage of the poor the scriptures teach that yeah so therefore what's the bible say you have got to protect the poor you've got to protect the uh the weak you've got to protect um you know um you know the the child from the predator right you know and so Really, I feel like a good church, a good parent, a good anybody is going to have, you know, standards and policies in place. So, hey, we're not going to allow this to happen, you know. But there are always going to be people that are going to get around it. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, that's the world that in which we live. But just because somebody said it happened does not mean it happened. Well, a lot of these people that are quick to jump on the bandwagon. You know, you got to be careful about that because the Bible says these things can come back to haunt you. You're going to reap what you sow. And if you're just going to accuse somebody and then people are just going to believe the rumor mill 
before all the evidence has a chance to come out. Um, yeah, I love what you said there. Yeah, what happens if it turns around on you? Yeah, and just like you said, that's straight from the Bible, Proverbs. Uh, a fool answers the matter before he heareth it. That's it's a very it foolish thing to do. That's what it jump to conclusions. Um, and uh, James says, "Be slow to he- be slow to uh, be qu- quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath." Those two, that just that right there would save us so much, so much trouble, drama, strife, contention, all that. Just, just that simple uh, advice yes, right there. Yeah, and, and several times, you know, over, over time, many times over the years, you know, I've kind of turned this around on folks and said, you know, aren't you glad that this policy that I have, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, I, I'm saying that policy is a biblical policy, right? But, um. I pray that God would give me the grace to live out the policy and, and, and the word of God in every situation and say, well, the same policy that I'm not going to believe you just because you say it. I'm not going to believe somebody else just because they accuse you. Either, right. You know. Yep. And, um, you, you know, now th- this is going to get, you know, people don't don't like this, but I do. I do agree with Brother Hiles. He said, I would rather the the innocent get off. uh no, the, the the guilty get off, then the innocent be condemned. Right. You know, uh, that, that you got to think about that, but yeah. that's deep yeah, thought. You do. And, and I, I agree with that, too. You know? Well, it seems that uh, that's it, it kind of is birthed from a biblical perspective. I, f- I feel is how God says, you know, you know, against an elder received not an accusation of, in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Um, so, in other words, if you don't have two, or you, if you don't have two or three witnesses, and the guy is guilty, I'd rather him go free. You know? And people say, you know, well, Brother Howells always said, if I didn't see it, it didn't happen. I, you know, that's kind of dumb, right? <laughs> you know, I didn't see the Civil War. I guess it didn't happen, right? You, you know, um, but th- that's not true, and that's not what he said. And he took he's, the, the people that say that have taken him out of context. What he is saying, oh, by the way. When, when, when I started working in the jail, one of the first things the sergeant told me, if it's not written down, it didn't happen. Right. You know? So, you know, okay, if you're going to go there, apply that across the board. It's just common sense. But just because what, what, what he is saying is, the sergeant was saying, what he was saying is, um, if it's not written down somewhere, you've got no case in court. Right. You know? But, um, Brother Hiles, and I don't believe just because it's not written down doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um. Neither do I believe just because somebody said it's only at the accusation stage when somebody says, hey, I saw somebody do this or I'm the victim of a crime. And this person, you know, took advantage of me. This person robbed for me. I saw it. Right. You know, but I do want to say again, I'm talking about a crime here. I want to emphasize, you know, a lot of this would go away if you would just go to the police, you know, and report the crime. You know that, but the police are going to do the same thing. If you know anything about police work, you're going to know that they're going to go and talk to the accused. They're going to get their side of the story, and that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be one person's word against the others. You know, but what God is saying is, you know, you got to strengthen your argument because obviously, the person that's going to be the one that say abused or the victim, um. They're going to make the accusation, but the the perpetrator is going to lie about it. Yes, they're going to say no. Yep. What I mean, but it's gotten so bad in America. What's happening is now. I heard David Gibbs say, "It's getting to the place where you have to prove your innocence." 
That is so unbiblical. Right. And that's so un-American. And so it's like what Kavanaugh said, you know, Ford, if you remember back in the confirmation hearings, you know, Kavanaugh said, how can I prove that I did not sexually assault this woman? Right. You can't prove it. How can you prove that didn't happen? You know, but now you got to have alibis. And, and now, you know, it's, 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 it's getting bad. But this is Marxist. This is a Marxist playbook right here. This is, this is Marxism. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, things do get out of hand. And then we overreact. And now it's believe all women. Again, that's what Joe Biden said. Yeah. Until Tara Reid accused him. And now it's, no, believe all women except Tara Reid. Same I, thing happened with racism. Like we talked about last week, it over overcompensates and now and you know racism was a problem before now we've got you know this this self-loathing of white people and uh you know white guilt and white shame that's going on it's just reverse racism right right and accusations normally what they do is they 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 devolve down to personal attacks you know and it really shouldn't be about personal attacks it should be about Upholding the truth. Right. You know? Once someone goes personal, it kind of shows that there's no substance to their argument. I've always heard that before, and I really think it's true. It is true. You know, when someone feels like they have to start insulting someone personally, well, why can't we keep this on the plane of the argument? But, uh, you know, we get that. Yeah, Ben Shapiro and Charlie Kirk. I listen to both of those guys. And they often defend themselves. Okay, so they'll have a question and answer if you watch and follow them. And then somebody will say, well, do you have a degree in psychology? Do you have a, a degree in psycho psychiatry and things of that nature? And then they would always come back and say, well, you're making an argument from authority, you know, but I don't recognize your authority. So, so you've got, for example, lost people or people that, um, you know, are of one persuasion. So they, they, um, I don't know, give each other PhDs and recognition. And so so I'm going to give you the, you know, the authority. So now you're an authority on the subject. But, you know, just because a lot of people believe it doesn't mean it's true. Right. Science has never been based on consensus, right. you know, or peer review, you know. And everybody that says, well, it, and how many times have you heard it? In fact, that's what they said about Jesus. You know, look at all these people that are making accusations against you. It's got to be true. You know, um, and uh, but no, evolution is not true because most people believe it. Right. No way. You know, um, the right way has never been the popular way. Right. You know. Yeah. This whole thing of uh, being qualified to speak on a subject. Uh, you know, and we've talked about it before, but it is for a child of God. It should not. Uh, we. we what what they do is they say, well, you've got to come to us and and uh, be educated on our terms and in our in our ball field here, basically. And then uh, after we've we've stripped you of believing the Bible, then you can now go back and now you're qualified to speak on biblical matters. That's that's crazy. Um, but that's what this whole thing of getting a degree is. You know, you got to go to a, a secular university. None of them believe yeah. the Bible. You have no Bible classes. And now I'm uh, now I'm qualified to come back to my church folk and from a biblical perspective tell, talk to them about psychology. It's crazy. Um, it's it's self defeating and it's oxymoron. So much true. We shouldn't judge you know matters of the heart, which also would include a motive. You know, people often say, "Well, you know, you did this. I know your motive." No, you don't. You know. Yeah. 
Uh, you do not know the motive. Yeah. Anytime they say, "Well, the only reason why they did that was whatever," that's that's wrong. You hear that all the time. You yeah. know, why didn't you say hi to me? You know, and they must be mad at me. So you they're not judging that. righteous judgment, right? You know, um, you know, had I known Lot, you know, if I would have lived back in the days of Lot, and I I'd known him, I I I, I lived in in Sodom, for example, and I would have seen him and his life and his children. I I would have said that man's not saved. Right. You know. But I don't, I don't know his heart, you know. I would have thought he's unsaved. He was a wine bibber, right? And his daughters commit incest with him, you know. Now, isn't that funny? It's not always men on women, you know. With Potiphar's wife, it was Potiphar's wife going after Joseph. It was Lot's daughters going on Lot, you know. Um, I'm saying that. It could go either way, right? Um, and the Bible, because because it teaches that man, you know, man is just wicked. Um, then it makes you know it understands that there will be, like you said, abuse um, uh, on one part, but also just like you mentioned last week, there's a lot of these accusations are retaliatory. Now that's straight from you know their numbers that they're giving us. That these you know people will say, well, he abused me, and all they're trying to do is. Um, you retaliate, and that that happens. Now, yes. if you're going to go this over overreaction route and say, "Well, women are always a the victim," then all of those are just invalid. Um, you know, as far as those 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 claims and those allegations, those accusations. But if you just believe the Bible, you understand men and women are capable of being manipulative, proud, evil, and wicked to the core. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know. I think we would have judged David falsely. You know, well. He, you know he's an unsaved man. You know he's an yeah. yeah yeah because he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had Uriah killed, which is basically murder. Right. You know, um, but nobody knew the anguish of his heart. You know, so I'm and people will say, well, you know, with eternal security, you know, how can a person be saved do such things? Well, again. Just because a person is saved does not mean become, they become saints. We're still sinners saved by grace. And the best of men can do pretty bad things. Right. Just like David did. Aaron building the golden calf. Had I just been a visitor visiting one of my relatives at that time and watched Aaron Salt just been there for that time frame, I would have thought, well, Aaron was a, you know, a false priest to a false god. Right. But... You know, he folded under pressure. And a lot of good men do. You know, the pressure is on. You know, up make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, we don't know what's happened to him. And then Aaron, you know, and then he kind of justified it. You know, he said, and and we all like to tell the story in our own best light. That's what Aaron did. He says, well, I threw in the gold and poof, out came this, you know, out <laughs> right. came this calf. <laughs> right. You know, but the Bible says he with his hands graven he, he carved the thing out so um you know P peter he, another one he certainly didn't act like a christian when he cursed and swore and denied that he even knew jesus you know the lord so we're not supposed to judge the heart we're not supposed to judge by appearance right judge not according to appearance but judge right righteous judgment and just because first of all just because somebody else saw it and they tell you that they saw it okay Again, you know, 
the scriptures teach that quite often, you know, people, they will embellish a story. You know, you ever have been in a youth group or something like that and, and trying to illustrate this where one person tells another person and then yeah. another person tells another person and then after a line of 14 or 15, doesn't sound anything like the original story goes, you know, and that's the case with Job's three friends. They judged him on appearance. At first, they came and consoled him, but after a while, then they start thinking, must be something wrong with you. You must have done some pretty bad things, right. you know. But they didn't know what God was doing. They they didn't hear the conversation, you know. Now, somebody may say, yeah, but they knew him well, you know, and these were Job's three friends, and they made you know accusations against him. Maybe the accusations are true. Maybe they weren't. But just because it's out there does not mean it's true. And it's better just to, it's just better to be cautious and say, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to make a judgment call on it. You know? Yeah. Back to what Brother Hiles is accused of. People say, well, if I didn't see it, you know, he says, if I didn't see it, it didn't happen. Well, that's, like you said, that's that's kind of messing that whole idea up. But it, it, it does come down to this. If I didn't see it, I'm not going to believe it did or didn't happen. You quite often said that. If you did not see it, you are not a witness to it. That's just a fact. And then one person, when it says one person shall not rise up against another for any accusation, it's because (laughs) the other person's going to deny it. Right. Every time, you know. And so, I mean, that's what it said. In fact, let me read it. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse number 15, one witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin. In any sin that he sinneth, at the mouth of two or three, at the mouth of two witnesses, or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. Now that doesn't, that still doesn't mean that it it's, you know, it happened just because two or three people said it happened. As Brother Howells taught, and I believe, it just makes common sense that you can have false witnesses. Right. You know, and... Um, As illustrated in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. And this is a problem within Christian community. So in Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse number one, this is what Paul says. This is the third time. He says, I'm coming to you. This is the third time I'm coming at you. The third time I'm telling you this. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. That just means the testimony of one is not enough. The testimony of two is strong. The testimony of three is stronger. Three people said, I saw this. That means now, whoa, now now this, this is much stronger. But that still doesn't mean you don't investigate it. But what it means is if it's a crime, you go to the proper authority. Right. You know, what Paul was talking about when he's talking about judgment, he's talking about like civil suits and things like that. He's not talking about crime, you know. Um, so if somebody is accused of something, you know, we've got to uh, we've got to apply these scriptures, you know. Right. Um, it may be true, you know, but it may not be true. But the vast majority, the people in general, just out in the ether, out in the Internet world somewhere, just because it's on social media does not mean that it's true. Right. Now, what are you going to do with this verse right here? It says, 
one witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity. That's what it says. So at least I would say Brother Hiles has enough guts to deal with it and to put it in its proper perspective and make sense of it. Right. But I wouldn't say that he's the one that came up with it. No. Bible believers have been believing this forever and a day. Right. You know, um, just because people say it happened does not mean that it happened. It may, may not. But what Brother Howes used to teach, um, and he would say uh, an interesting thing. Somebody said, you need to brush up on your Jack Howes theology or something like <laughs> that. Says, sir, I know, you know, I, I'm pretty up on Brother Howes. And, and what he believed. Right. But anyway, um, he would say, he would say, okay, an accusation, you know, needs to go to the proper authority. For example, he gave an, um, an illustration. Um, he's responsible for the deacons, you know. And so somebody said that the, a, a deacon came and said another deacon, I saw him smoking at such and such a place and such and such a time. See, now that's, that's specific. That's not just very general. Well, Joe smokes. Well, I'm not going to listen to that either. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Did you see Joe smoke? Okay, let's find out first of all. Okay, so you saw Joe smoke. Where and when? Okay, if it's true. Okay, well, now there's a situation where you got to deal with it. Right. So why not just go ask Joe? Now, what if Joe denies it? Now, Joe didn't deny it, you know, and so Brother Howells just simply said, well, you know, when you took the position of a deacon that you knew that you couldn't do this, and the guy was very repentant and said, yeah, I just had a relapse, I'm sorry, you know, and and I'll resign, and and that's the way it should be, you know, but if the accuser would have said, oh, you know, he, he just, he's a smoker, you know, and and just all general, well, I wouldn't believe it either, you know. You gotta have to be more specific, you know. You tell me. And then the scriptures also say you got a problem with somebody, you go to that person. Nobody wants to do that. And if that person just won't deal with it, then you go to the elders of the church, right? Yeah. And then take it to the church. So what what he's saying is, listen to this, everybody. What he's saying is, don't take it to the church unless you have to take it to the church. You you, you don't blow up everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um that's what the scriptures teach. Yeah. But people, they just, they have an agenda, so they don't want to follow. My agenda is follow the scriptures. Man. You know, and most Bible-believing Christians, I think that's what they want. But I think that, I think that this illustrates that a lot of people just, they're only willing to follow the Bible so long as the Bible is going to advance their agenda. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, he is so, <clears throat> I mean, he's so right on this just idea of, if it's not in your realm of authority, you know, you're out, your you're out of line. And, you know, people, you know, with kids, you know, um, we do this all the time. Someone comes up and says, well, so-and-so's kids can do that. Well, that, you know, you tell your kids that has no bearing on what I do with you. Right. right. And I can't tell him to stop. I'm not going to tell you you can because they do it. You are my responsibility. And for a parent, and this happens sometimes, you know, I uh, in a church, you know, one parent will correct another parent's kids in their presence. And a lot of times they, 
that can get you know people get offended at that and say well you you know you got a problem with my kid come to me or something because you know we can all kind of see where where they're coming from i've never directed your kids as far as i know in front of you right because it's not my responsibility right they're my grandchildren right they're your children if you're going to let them do it then that's fine now when you're not there you know um then then do you fall you know it just yeah, then it falls into you like if if you're the teacher at the school and i'm not there then it is your job and for you not to discipline them or correct them then you are you know you're guilty of steven was murdered in this way you know they said we have heard him speak blasphemous words against moses and against god okay for all those that just believe and believe in accusations well i guess you believe that steven was you know he was a blasphemer and he was stoned to death legitimately Jesus was crucified because, after all, he was a criminal. If he were not a malefactor, we would not have brought him to you. <laughs> you see how it, it just gets general, yeah. you know? And it's like Ford. Everything was general. I know that he tried to undress me. He was on top of me in a bed trying to undress me. I, I can't tell you anything else except that. <laughs> well, that, that falls apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when Kavanaugh had... You know, a very, very a detailed diary. You know, right, right. Um, and again, as you were saying, we shouldn't judge outside of our jurisdiction. Yes. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? That's what it says. You're right. Man. So let me give you a couple applications. We're going to wrap it up here because we got a lot going on here. It's the Christmas season, and I'm excited about our Christmas play, candlelight service, and some other things that you know just going on here at the church. We ought to be slow to believe negative reports. Amen. And really, we shouldn't believe the negative report. They may be true. They may not be true. He that covereth the transgression seeketh love. But he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. You know, and the Bible talks about, you know, God hates those that sow discord amongst the brethren. Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covereth all sins. The person that spreads gossip is just not speaking love. They don't know. They're not witness. If you you have to take the accusations to those people who can do something about it. Amen. If it's a crime, police have arrest authority. Right. You know? Somebody says, well, it's a compromise to cover sin. I know that this is going to be bad for our enemies, but I guess God's a compromiser because the Bible says, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Right. You know, above all things, the scriptures say, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity covers a multitude of sins. Right. So, and number two, we ought to just be slow to believe first reports. We shouldn't believe false reports, false accusations, and even if an accusation proves to be right in the end, it follows the legitimate channels of judgment, and then, then you well then you are justified in saying, well I didn't believe it because a man is innocent until proven guilty. Yes, not the other way around. That's good. Always give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, I, don't you believe that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to believe. You know, if somebody were to come up to me and said, you know, well, you're beating your wife, well, I should not want to believe that. Right. You know, um, there was a there was a uh, old commercial um, that I can't remember what it, what the commercial was about, but it it was very funny and it illustrated this point. Um, and this guy was cooking dinner or something for his, I guess, wife that was going to come home, surprise her or whatever. And 
they had a cat, and the cat spilled the spaghetti sauce, and he was chopping onions or something. So right as soon as she walked in the door, he was holding this cat by the by the neck and a knife in the other hand, and there's this red all over the floor. And it said, you know, <laughs> don't don't jump to conclusions. Uh, give people the benefit of that. You know, this could look really bad, but it could all be. An, it could be. You know, at least give them the, like you said, the benefit of the doubt. The possibility. Uh, right. That y- you are not ready to make that judgment. Right. Goal. Right. And uh, again, the scripture for that, and we'll close with this, Joseph, while he thought on these things, you know, that's when God gave him more. By the way, God didn't tell everybody else either. God told Joseph because Joseph was the one that had to make a decision. Yeah. I've heard you say, and uh, this is good advice too, but once, be slow in making a decision, but once you've made the decision, be quick to carry it out. And uh, you yeah. know, as Joseph did, he was slow to make that decision, but once once it was confirmed by the Lord, um, you know, it was, it was just... And he was willing to stand with Mary, even though it was commonly understood, we be not be born of fornication. Right. You know? Right. And so, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. It is a blessing having you all listen. We love to hear from you as well. But anyway, I guess it'll be, what, just a few days before Christmas when this podcast comes out. Once this comes out, it'll be December 18th. Yeah. So so. that'll be one week from Christmas. Yeah. So So. as you prepare for the Christmas season, let's live for the one who died for us. All right. Thank you for joining in today. We'll be back with you next week. Mm -hmm.